What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 28 of the Sports Show with Ben and Dylan. We are here today on National Podcasting Day. It's National Podcasting Day. Happy po- National Podcasting Day, Dylan. Uh, yeah, and it is also episode 28. Yes. Great milestone, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, after that ball of cringe, we will be talking about uh, the NFL games, the NBA finals predictions, um... And then we have something, I guess you could call it special planned. And, and we might do this for at least a few weeks until we get sick of it. We are going to um, be recapping five NFL games. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we're going to recap five NFL games. Six. Six, actually. Five not including our favorite team, the Giants. And then not just of those games played, but of all of the games, we are going to do like a all week three, for example, first team. So a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, um, a tight end, one front seven player, one um, one secondary player. On the and, defense. Obviously. And, and one um, kicker. But uh, first one, we have our sponsor, but even before the sponsor, uh, this just in, uh, the Braves and the Reds don't feel like advancing. Also, this just in, the Astros have defeated my World Series runner-up, <laughs> Twins, and are advancing. The Twins now have lost like 20 straight playoff games. It is, it's not looking good for them. Uh, yeah, the, and the Cheaters advance to the second round. Yep, so the Cheaters move on, the Twins get eliminated, um, and um, neither the Braves nor the Reds want to win the game, as that game is in the bottom of the 13th inning. Um, it is still tied at nothing-nothing. Uh, both these teams are really not willing to win. There have been scoring opportunities both ways, and neither of them have converted. Um, so that is... And at one point, it was two aces pitching against each other, and okay, it's scoreless, that makes sense. But then after, like, the seventh inning, it's just been a bunch of bombs pitching to each other, and no one being able to get a hit. The uh, Reds have had guys on the corners, if that's what you call them. Uh, they've had the bases loaded, and nothing has worked out. Um, but after, or before we get into our NBA predictions, uh, a quick word from our sponsor. Yeah, this episode and all episodes of the Sports Show with Ben and Dylan are brought to you by... Garden Greens. Garden Greens is the best lawn care service around. Garden Greens helping your garden stay clean. Maybe we'll get a new sponsor at some point. Just kidding. Probably Garden not. Greens. Garden Greens. Um, Garden Greens. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it. The NBA Finals, Game 1 of the NBA Finals, kicks off uh, today at 9 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern Time, just so you guys know, if you guys uh, are listening in California or something, uh, your hometown Lakers are going against the Heat, as you may know if you listen to this podcast. Uh, Heat, Cinderella story of the bubble, I would say. I mean, except for the Suns, that is, and maybe the Nuggets, too. Cinderella story of the bubble. Um, We're just going to be giving our predictions, game by game, uh, finals MVP. Ben? Yeah, so um, first off, we're going to start with predictions for tonight and this just in folks the Braves have decided they want to win the game the Braves win one to nothing so that is literally just in uh, just as we are speaking on the podcast here um Freddie Freeman Freddie RBI. Freeman with a line drive to center field um uh, Ryan Goodwin um no. or, or 
No. To center fielder, Brian Goodwin. Christian Pashi, we're going to call him, scored. Uh, yeah, that's and it. that's your game, folks. The Braves have decided that they actually want to maybe, just maybe, maybe win a game. Uh, yeah, I'm not but, sure. Uh, after that brief interruption, uh, we will get into it. The NBA. Uh, who do you got? Game by game. Lakers? Team. Yeah, so I think my prediction is that the Lakers win in six. Okay. Now, let's talk scenarios. If the Lakers win tonight, I think they win in five, maybe still six. If the Heat win tonight, I think so then the Heat win, then I think the Lakers win two straight, winning games two and three, and then I think the Heat win game four, and then the the Lakers would theoretically close it out in games five and six. So I think the Heat will actually win tonight. Everybody's going to go crazy. Oh, the Heat team is going to win the finals. And then the Lakers win two games in a row. And then, as I just described, uh, the Lakers end up closing it out in six. I mean, keys to the series, obviously, for the Heat is, I, I would say, if the Lakers, if they get into any, if you're in a hole, especially this Heat team, who just isn't as talented as the Lakers, if you're in a hole against the Lakers, it's not looking great. Um, well, we've seen the Heat, uh, do so far this playoffs and what I think really helped them in the long run is get off the lead. So they're three one on Boston. They're three zero on uh, Milwaukee. They swept the Pacers. Uh, and, and I think if you're playing um, down against a team that's probably at least as a basketball team superior to you, um, then it's not looking good. So I think the Heat are going to come out tonight really looking to win. They will win game one. Uh, the Lakers will probably then at least close out the series. The Lakers are the better team. Awesome keys though. Uh, the Heat, Bam, is going to need to um, lock down AD with, I assume they'll have him on him, uh, with the help, I guess, of like Jay Crowder, Jimmy Butler, whoever else is going to help. Um, but I think in the long run, the Lakers are the better team. They will win the series in, in five or six. Yeah, I think I agree with basically everything you said. Um, just just matchup-wise, who do you think ends up guarding LeBron, and um, are they able to actually shut him down? So I figure they have Jimmy on LeBron, LeBron Bam on AD, but maybe not. Maybe, I don't know, because the Heat I think I think it's going to depend. I think they're going to end up using the zone at least – quite a bit during the series, maybe not game one, maybe not even game two, but as we get into the series, Eric Spolstra figures out where things are, what, what things are working and what things aren't, um, and, and maybe starts relying on the zone a little bit, maybe he doesn't. Um, I think you could even see Iguodala get a little bit of LeBron, oh, yeah. um, obviously Jimmy, the zone, I think they're just going to have to mix it up against LeBron because LeBron is just so good. To the point where if you um, if you just throw the same thing at him for whatever it is, five, six games, he's just going to figure it out and um, go off at, at one point or another. So um, I think that's that's basically the reason I think Eric Spolstra plays a big role in this series, uh, figuring out, out, out how they will defend LeBron. But yeah, I think that wraps up our NBA Finals talk tonight. We will continue. Finals MVP. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you want to start? Uh, yeah. So, finals MVP, I think. 
it comes down to to what or how the Heat play defense. I think if it's a it's a very like stop LeBron centric defensive like strategy, then I think AD probably ends up winning it. But if they play it more conservative than that, playing zone or um, playing just just really contain the both of them. I think LeBron will win the finals MVP, and I'm going to go with that. I feel like, uh, I, I will admit, uh, although I'm a big LeBron guy, AD has been better than LeBron uh, since the NBA has returned. I will admit that. I am. I, I, I genuinely think that, but I think come finals time, come time where they need LeBron to really step up, if they want to stop this pesky Heat team, he will step up, and he will be the finals MVP. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with everything you said there. Um, I think, you know, like you said, if they play this more conservative um, where they're trying to just guard LeBron, I think AD wins it. Obviously, everything, I I agree. I'm going to take LeBron as well. Um, I think, um, you know, who has been better this playoffs, I think we could debate on that a little bit. I think I would agree Anthony Davis has been better, but I think... You know, play-wise, but I think, I think, I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much because, um, I don't know, I think we've both given our picks. We can move on, but I think, um, I think the reason LeBron, you straight up, I think AD has been better this playoffs, but I think, um, as to who is more important for this team, I think it's definitely LeBron. I think the thing you have to remember is Davis couldn't do this without LeBron. I think LeBron has the potential to do this without Davis, not get to the finals, but at least perf- still perform at a high level, whereas I don't think Davis does, because I think Davis is able to be shut down when he's the vocal point of an offense, or at least not, or even if when he's like a co-vocal point of the offense, if you're willing to call it that with LeBron. Um, but I-, I think LeBron will not be stopped over the course of a seven game series consistently um when it's when he is when he is the vocal point of an offense or when he's a co-vocal point or one of the multiple vocal points of an offense I mean yeah I think the Heat are going to need to make a big decision and is that are they going to which one of them are they going to stop are you more satisfied with LeBron trying to make plays on his own or AD and and although LeBron or I think LeBron is still a better facilitator, and he will still help even if he's not scoring all the points. It, it, it'll, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting series. It starts tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern time, remember. Uh, but we can move on to uh, the NFL stuff. Um, start recapping. Yes, so we're going to start it off. We did five games. The, the way we present these is just in order of how they happened. It's not ranked upon uh, which was the best. We can give our opinions of those if we really want to. But uh, we'll start it off with one of the games uh, in the 1 p.m. slot. Not necessarily the two most interesting teams, but it was an interesting outcome. Uh, the uh, the Falcons versus the Bears. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, overall, the Falcons blow one again. We're still not sure why Dan Quinn has a job. Um or how much longer he's going to have a job in the NFL for. Um, this team has consistently blown big big uh, leads throughout the, the fourth quarter and second halves um, of games. Obviously, the historic choke in the Super Bowl. 
um, against the Patriots, but now um, the, the choke against the Cowboys and then this choke against um, the Bears this week. Uh, perhaps the biggest news of the week or, or the biggest news coming out of this game because we all kind of know that the Falcons can't close a game to save their lives. Uh, we all more or less knew that, that this game just really kind of confirmed it. Um, the fact that the Bears have named uh, Nick Foles the starting quarterback over Mitchell Trubisky. I will admit, Mitch had been inconsistent through the first two and a half games. But even when you look at it like that, they were still 2-0. That being said, they beat the Giants and the Lions, but still 2-0. And they still had a chance, especially against the Falcons, to come back and win on Sunday. But uh, Matt Nagy, who I think had liked Foles more, worked with him in the past, is pro Foles, I would say, uh, put him in, and he worked well. It, it worked well. I don't know if this is because he the familiarity with the um, – with the offensive system, is it the fact that he's just flat out better than Trubisky, or is it a lucky game? Um, but it happened, and uh, they they won. I would say some takeaways from this game are the fact that Dan Quinn, if they do not... So I read that after this Packers game in Week 4, they had the easiest schedule in the league from Week 5 to their Week 10 bye week. If they don't turn it around and fast... Uh, Dan Quinn is gone at the bye week. So, I, yeah, I would agree with that. He might be gone before if they continue to struggle. So, uh, yeah, player of the game, I think it's obvious. Um, Nick Foles, right? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think the other thing I just want to touch on relating to the Trubisky to Foles, I think as soon as they named the Trubisky the starter to, to begin the season, I think more or less you kind of knew that this day would come where where it would only take I mean that he threw a bad interception but by Mitchell Trubisky's standards that wasn't like the worst interception we've ever seen out of him it was a bad interception but Mitchell Trubisky is at least somewhat infamous for his terrible interceptions and um, other terrible throws right and that wasn't the worst throw nor the worst interception we've seen out of him um I think it was merely just the fact that Nagy prefers Foles, um, and I've had this opinion on Foles for a while, um, based, or not a while, but, but since th- he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, that, that Foles is a very good backup. He seems to be clutch. He seems to always perform as a backup or, or when the starter or is injured or, as Carson Wentz's case, many, many times, or just the fact that Trubisky was not playing well. He is pretty good as a um, as a backup quarterback turned into a starter role because of an injury or poor play. However, he is not a good starter. If you announce him the starter out of week one, I mean, he's mediocre, but even early in his career, you have to think that he wouldn't be as good um, as he or as mediocre as he was, really, um, in the beginning of his career, if you name him straight out the starter. So I think um, this has just kind of confirmed it, um, as we saw him um, play pretty well um, in the fourth quarter of this game here. Um, and to, to close it out and get the win um, over the Falcons choking. The um, yeah, just, we need to wrap this up. We've talked about this game for a while, but uh, last thing... 
I, I'm worried for, or not worried for Falls, but I, I think if you're a Bears fan, you're concerned with Falls because he's never played this. If he stays healthy and, and if he doesn't get benched and Trubisky's inserted back into the lineup, but he would not be, um, he, he would not, he, he's struggled over, for example, a 15 period of games. Uh, the, the most, I think, in a row he's ever played is 10 in, um, in Philly, that 2013 year where Zip got hurt and he had the, the touchdown ratio or touchdown to interception ratio record. But after all of that rambling about Nick Foles, we'll move on to the next game. The, um, sorry, the Buffalo Bills against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Um, this was an interesting game. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch all of it because the horrific Giants were on at this time. But, um, I, I watched some of the end of it. I don't know. What what did you I think of this game? It was it was an interesting game. Josh Allen had a very good game. Um, the the Rams played fine, I guess. I don't know. You can... I mean, the Rams played poorly in the first half. They right. played extremely poorly. But they should fight. They rallied back. They were up four with 15 seconds left. And they had the game in their hands. And then a stupid holding call. I think it was a taste of their own medicine for the terrible pass interference call in week one. Not actually, but it, it seemed similar. It was just not a good call. Josh Allen then proceeded to score on the next play. The Bills win the game. Uh, but some positives for the Rams, even after a tough loss against a good team. Jared Goff, looking good. Um, I'm not getting ahead of myself because the last time we said Jared Goff was good, he laid an egg in the Super Bowl, and he was terrible last year. But looking good this year. Uh, is this Rams team going, I know it's a different core, but is it going to return uh, to their success of the Super Bowl team? I think it's possible. Uh, the Rams are looking good. Uh, even with the loss, they uh, have an easy win this week, and they'll go on with the rest of their season. Okay, uh, let me pose a question to you. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy-related. Other than Ross... Could Josh Allen be the fantasy football MVP of this year? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Even, even considering he came into the season more or less ranked as the consensus quarterback, probably seven or eight. And I, I picked him. I him in one of uh, my league with you. He's the, I was the last court person to take a quarterback, and that quarterback was Josh Allen. Right. Um, I think Allen is good and very good fantasy wise. But in the long run, he is not sticking at 30 for the rest of the season. Right. Where someone like Mahomes could. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see him in third, but I think Russell and Mahomes. And if he improves from his first three weeks, Lamar. Lamar, yeah. Ahead of Allen by the end of the year. But I would bet on four right now. Okay. At least yeah. Four. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think... Yeah, I think four seems fair. I think at least four at this point. Because um, I, I really don't know who else is going to pass him, um, no pun intended because we're talking about quarterbacks, but um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know who else would, would get ahead of him. Um, Deshaun has struggled early. That offense just looks different without Hopkins. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean if, you, if you go down the list, I mean, maybe Dak Prescott, but I wouldn't necessarily trust him. I mean, I still think the Calibre is going to go 8-8 eight eight at best because that's just what they do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't... I mean, maybe it's Dak. 
I guess I could maybe see Murray overtake him. Um, but really, that would be the only guy. I mean, in terms of fantasy, if you think about, you know, if you drafted him, you, know, you drafted him as the 13th or the 13th, 12th quarterback off the board. I mean, that's terrific value. We're sitting here talking about I mean, him. Matt Ryan, just because electric offense. I mean, maybe, but... No, nah, I don't yeah. see it. No, nah, nor do I. But I think, I think the thing with Matt Ryan is... If the Falcon, it depends really what your opinion is on the Falcons. If you think the Falcons have a chance to contend for the division, then yeah, I would say Matt Ryan could probably end the season as a top five fantasy quarterback because that defense is atrocious and doesn't know how to close games. So if they're going to stay in games and win games, he has to be phenomenal. However, if you think they're going to stay at this pretty bad mark and and maybe finish the season under five hundred, then no, I would think that you that you would have to you know assume that he finishes under the top five uh, quarterback mark, but we can move on now. I think we will more or less... Be an MVP Josh Allen, just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, now for our third game, uh, we can more or less move past this game. The Giants and the 49ers. The Giants are horrific. They um, don't seem like a lock, but, but more or less seem like a lock at this point to be a top five pick um, in the NFL draft. Um, Maybe even a lock to be a top two pick. Not actually, but it, it's looking like the Giants and the Jets are the teams to beat for the first pick. Yeah. Um, game MVP, no one. Jared McKinnon, I guess. Uh, the Niners D, literally everyone on the Niners played well, and everyone on the Giants played poorly, so that's about it. Yeah, um, the Giants are terrible. We can move on. Uh, next game. Seahawks-Cowboys. Great game. I was entertained. I will not lie. Not only did it have big fantasy fantasy implications for me because I have Dak. Um, it, it was a great game. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't have too much to say about this game except for the fact that awful defense is electric offense. Actually, I say that the Cowboys have a great offense, but it's the fact that their offense is great against terrible defenses because that's obviously true against the Falcons and the Seahawks. But they got. I, Maybe it was again in LA, whatever. Um, they got shut down by the Rams. I don't think that's the case. Uh, but I, I'm just pointing out the Seahawks' offense is great, regardless of what you. They're playing yeah. defenses too, but yeah. I mean, I think again, as I just talked about um, with the Falcons. I mean, I think the reason Ross is more or less a safe bet to to finish or to to become an MVP contender, if not favorite and winner, is because if you believe that the Seahawks team has an opportunity to contend for the NFC title or for even maybe a championship in, in the Super Bowl, then you have to believe that Ross and that offense will be phenomenal because that defense is just so bad, as I talked about with the Falcons. Uh, yeah, so that, um, Ross is the MVP. Once again, electric offenses, it's usually going to be the quarterback. Uh, that that not much else to say. Uh, it, it was close. It took the Cowboys, uh, or, or it took the Seahawks choking for it to be at this close. But then the Seahawks ended up clutching yeah, it up but at the end. I mean, if DK Metcalf scores that touchdown, it's Better. a fourteen point game, and we're not really talking about this. I, and then, like, if you even elevate it, then it's like a twenty point game. Yeah, it was a fifteen point game or whatever, or twenty. Yeah, yeah sorry. All right, um, so. Saints-Packers, next game. Yep. Interesting game. 
interesting performance. Sunday Night Football. Uh, a very interesting performance. Um, I don't know. It was a pretty good game. It was fine. It was solid. Um, I don't know. You can talk a little bit. I about. think Aaron Rodgers is only doing this to prove the doubts wrong or the doubters wrong. Um, obviously the Jordan Love selection. It seemed to be motivation for him. He's been electric. Alan Lazard, very good. I'm presently or pleasantly surprised. Uh, so should you, because he's on your fantasy team. Helped you score like 180 points. Um, and then for the Saints, Drew Brees. Honestly, I was very high, or not very high. I was very high in the fact that Drew Brees is declining massively this season rather than like last season or years before. Uh, but he played good, and Alvin Kamara played amazing. Uh, I would give Kamara the um, the MVP. Uh, to be honest, he was probably the MVP of the week in terms of performance, but he didn't lose, and Rodgers still played pretty great, so I'll give it to Rodgers. Yeah, I think either Rodgers or Kamara, you could go either way, uh, but we can move on now to our final game, which had the potential to be um, the game of the year, maybe. Um, it's looking like potentially the two best teams are coming into the game, the two best teams, and it it was a fine game. It wasn't a great game. It, the The Chiefs, once again, asserted their dominance. I would only call it a good game because it was two interesting teams. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens struggled. I mean, um, they got shut down, quite honestly, by this Chiefs defense. Um, it was supposed to be two... Or the Ravens defense is pretty good, but the Chiefs is okay. Two okay and to, to mediocre defenses against... Prolific offenses. Uh, maybe we could have seen scores. Both teams get into the forties, the fifties. Um, At least the thirties, but yeah, no, the Ravens scored twenty points. They got dominated from the start. Um, and if it wasn't for a somewhat lucky kick return touchdown, then it would have been thirty-four yeah. to thirteen. Yeah, got destroyed. I, I, it was twenty-seven to ten at halftime. Take off the kick return. It would have been twenty-seven to three. Yeah. The Ravens got shut down. Whether the scoreboard signals that they were down seven and had with a few minutes left and had a chance, they did. But they got crushed. Um, Chiefs are great. I mean, and it wasn't even like I mentioned this to you. I, I, I almost feel like it was just like the Chiefs really just seemed so much better than everybody else. The Chiefs the- beat them with flips to underhand tosses to the fullback, lob passes to the left tackle. I mean, that's not stuff you see even with a great team. That's not usually something you see. The Chiefs just seem to be on a whole nother level of everybody else. This game seems to come so easy to Patrick Mahomes. He had one play where he uh, he backpedaled for 12 steps and planted his feet for half a second, generated the ability to toss a ball 60 yards down the middle of the field on the money to Michael Hardman. Granted, he was open by 10 yards, but still, not many people can do that. Not many people can hustle back, take half a second to generate 60 yards of air power off of just a quick stab off their back uh, back foot and hit the guy in stride. Even if that's a closer play with the defender, he hit him in stride. It was on the money. 
That was a phenomenal throw. Mahomes is crazy good. Uh, and this Chiefs team just seems to be on another level of everybody else. Um, unless you have anything else to say, that wraps up our NFL recap of games. Now, we will move on to the inaugural um, all-week teams. Um, something that we plan to do, at least at this point, um, for the rest of the season, unless... Uh, our plans change. Um, but so basically the premise, uh, as Dylan mentioned earlier in the episode, is we're more or less just going to put together a kind of like a fantasy team um, of the top performers of the week. We have a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a front seven player on the defense, which is either a defensive lineman, either a, a tackle or an end or a linebacker, and then a secondary player. Uh, either a safety or a cornerback, um, and then a kicker of the week. So we will get into it. For uh, we will just go down the line here. We will, or actually no, we'll go. We'll go top to bottom, kind of. Um, we will start with uh, the kicker um, of the week. Dylan, who's your pick? Uh, I think for me, it's down to two guys. Uh, it was really only down to one. So I think those two guys were Matt Prater. Uh, I think most weeks. If you're choosing the best kicker, you're choosing one who hit um, like a game-winning field goal, which a lot of the times there are. But there's not usually a kicker who hits six. Uh, Steven Ratkowski, uh he hit, um, he missed four, proceeded to hit the game-winning field goal week one. Then I think he hit like four or something in week two, and then he hit six this week, including a bomb. Uh, it wasn't a bomb, but it was like a 40-something yard field goal to win the game uh, against the Vikings. He's tight into three and out, and I think it's clear that he was the kicker of the week. Yeah, I give I give this to award uh, to Goskowski as well for basically every reason you mentioned. Now we can move on to the secondary pick where we have the same pick. We both have Xavier Rhodes of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he had two interceptions, one of them being a pick six in a phenomenal day for the Colts defense, or really wasn't phenomenal, or did we just really realize that, wow, this Jets team is bad? Um, not to say that they're any worse than the other team in New York. Um, so, yeah, uh, unless you have anything to say on Rhodes, we could move on now to our front seven picks of the week. Uh, yeah, this is the first time uh, we had, or I guess if you're going the other way, which we did the last time we had the same or different people. Uh, so you give it to Aaron Donald. Uh, makes sense. I was considering him. He had a great week, but the defense still sort of got lit up. And besides a few great plays when uh, they were rallying back, I didn't think he had an overall best game of all defensive linemen. Any touches there about Aaron Donald? Yeah, I gave it to um, Aaron Donald. I think he had he had a pretty good game um, overall. Uh, I mean. He had um, some some big plays that that more or less kept it kept uh, the Rams in the game. But um, yeah, your pick. Um, so I decided to give it to a player who showcased true talent uh, a year after controversies almost potentially like ended his career or something. Uh, Miles Garrett, he's back and better than ever. Um, we all know if you're an NFL fan, at least maybe not. If you're not. Uh, Miles Garrett incident threw Mason Rudolph, slammed his helmet, and wasn't pretty, uh, to say the least. Uh, uh, but but I think he had a good game this week. He I think he had one recovered fumble, forced fumble, um, and he played solid. Um, 
So I gave my front seven pick to him. Now uh, everyone's favorite part of the inaugural. Um, it will be everyone's favorite part, at least uh, talking about the offense. Tight end started off. Yeah. Um. So I gave it to Travis Kelsey this week. Travis Kelsey had a pretty good game. Um. For a domination win uh, by the Chiefs, as we talked about um, in our previous segment. So, Travis Kelsey gets uh, the tight end spot on my week three uh, all-week team. Um, okay, for the tight end, I Zach Ertz. Fantasy-wise, Dean Graham had the best week, but I ignore fantasy. Um, I think Ertz, what really put him over the top for me, rather than Kelsey. Kelsey was my second choice, was his incredible catch uh, that should have given the Eagles a better chance to win that in OT, but they suck, so they didn't. Um, I, I don't have much to say about Ertz. Ertz and Kelsey both had solid games, and they are our tight ends of the week. Uh, now for the um, receivers. Uh, who is your receiver number two? Yeah, so uh, this is a guy that we both put on our roster this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a really good game um, and a phenomenal um, performance by the Seahawks offense. Uh, yeah, he, he scored three touchdowns. That's enough said. <laughs> good game for him. Uh, now for our receiver number one, or just our other receiver, uh, who do you have? Yeah, I have Allen Robinson of the Bears, a terrific uh, performance by him. Um, over 100 yards, a touchdown. Um, yeah, a great week by Allen Robinson. Um, a big fantasy performance. I think it was 33. 28, 28, 28. Close yeah. enough. Um, receiver for me, I went Justin Jefferson. Not only was it the standout rookie performance from the guy that the Eagles passed up on, um, he had one of the most godly celebrations um, you will ever see for from a rookie. It was a great combination of, um, of showboating but actual skill. Uh, he was doing some weird like shuffle thing while dancing into the end zone. I don't even really know how to mock it, but it was pretty cool. Um, and he got the touchdown that helped or. or tried to propel the Vikings if it wasn't for Steven Gostkowski. Um, but, yeah, those are our receivers, and now we have our running backs. Yeah, so um, I will give mine first. Um, Derrick Henry had, I think it was 116 yards on the ground, two touchdowns um, in a Titans-Vikings game that we have actually talked um, quite a bit about, even though it wasn't um, one of our recaps, uh, a couple of players uh, both ways on our teams this week. Um, yeah, I gave uh, my RB2 to Derrick Henry. Um, who did you give your RB2? I went Nick so. Chubb. Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, I thought it was similar games. I think Nick Chubb only had one touchdown, but maybe I'm mistaken on that. Maybe it did. I don't 100% remember, uh, but he was more impactful in the receiving game, and he had a couple of, of nice moves, plus I wanted to be different. So, Nick Chubb. Great game, really revenge himself from a not so great uh, week one. Great performances in two and three. Uh, now for a rece- running back one, we don't. We already talked about him. He had an incredible game. Alvin Kamara, um, what a game! Incredible man. Yeah, um, a huge, huge uh, fantasy performance. One of the best performances we've seen uh, to date this year, and probably one of the best we're going to see all year. Quite honestly, and maybe, I don't. I don't. Actually, no, and it probably depends 
in what league you're in, but I don't think many players get over 50 in fantasy. It's probably yeah. one of the... I mean, in standard, like, standard PPR scoring, unless I am in one league that has really weird scoring where people score really high points. Um, so I guess maybe in, in that, but... Um, no, well, if, yeah, if I was you're in, like, a super quarterback league where, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys remember the game where Eli Manning and Drew Brees really run at it. Saints-Giants, 2015, November 1st, um, it was 52-49 to 49 or something. Uh, I think Eli Manning had, like, 98 points, because he threw, like, seven touch or six touchdown passes or something. Uh, that's my story. Uh, quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, enough said. Um, we already talked about him plenty. yeah. Um, uh, this Chiefs team absolutely dominated the Ravens, um, as you know, because you're listening to this episode, and we talked about it before. Um, yeah, I mean, any finishing touches on the episode before we wrap up our National Podcast Day podcast? Uh, yeah, just so if you guys are wondering, um, some MLB updates. Uh, so, I, I mean, the MLB, that we came out yesterday. I just wanted to talk about the MLB a little because we didn't really have much of to say about it. Um, the Yankees obliterated my boy Shane Bieber and the Indians. Um, also, via sources on ESPN, uh, Doc Rivers to discuss coaching job with the Sixers, even though that came out. That's just like a quote-unquote new report. Uh, the Rays will go on to win the series unless someone something miraculous happens. They're up 8-1. Uh, the Padres are up 4-0. The Marlins are up 5-1. And the A's are up 5-0. So, uh, the A's avoided elimination there. Uh yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys next time.